There's probably no way really to measure such things, but as this week has unfolded, I've watched and read and listened to uh, the outpouring of affection and the breadth of response that is still coming in uh, regarding Lavelle's passing, and I think it is without precedent. Certainly it's without precedent, I think, in BYU's history. It may well be without precedent in the larger community, the immediate community. I think, maybe, that only the university's namesake, good old Brother Brigham himself, he may be the only better known link in the nation to this university than is the name of Lavelle Edwards. Do you ever have bad days? How about bad weeks? How about a string of bad weeks? Well, Coog fans, I know I sure have. Where do I even begin? I really don't know, and so I wanted to start off today's episode with some solemn inspiration, something that could hopefully invite the spirit of Lavelle into this episode and into the remainder of the season for the Cougs. You see, even though I know that life isn't worth living without trials to our faith, seeing our Cougs on a two-week skid like this has been a real challenge for me. I knew the game against UW would be hard, but impossible? And then losing to the Aggies for a second year in a row in the wagon wheel rivalry. Completely unexpected. So guys, I know that if I'm going to work through this, it's going to be with your help. So I'm going to go ahead and open up the phone lines and let's just try to enter this Saturday's game against the Rainbow Warriors with some momentum and some more faith in our boys. Yep, Coog Dude, who's calling? Hey, Coog Dude, this is Wilbur. Wilbur, where are you calling from, bud? I am calling from Provo, Utah. Right there in Provo. Well, what's going on, Wilbur? That's right, P-Town. Yeah, love it. You know, it's been a few years, but I, I just, it's always with me. Anyway, what's going on? Well, I was just calling to say that these last two games at BYU have been my favorite this season by far. Um, okay, are you a Ute fan, or what's going on? No, no, no. I'm a, I'm actually a big BYU fan. I started out when uh, Bronco took over after Lavelle. Okay. I kind of miss the Lavelle glory years, but um, let me let me tell you why. I am a sexual deviant, and I just really enjoy oh it when the gosh. games get out of hand, and I feel like I'm being punished, and I just enjoy it. Um, is... Is that a thing, Wilbur, or is this, or is it well, kind of a joke? Yes, I love to dress myself up in um, lots of leather. Okay, Wilbur, yeah. thank you very uh, much. Um, th- thank you, Wilbur. Um, Go Cougs. Let me tell you. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I apologize for that. We're gonna just keep the lines open and hopefully um, change course here a little bit. Okay, here we go. Yep, Coog dude, who's calling? Hey, Cougar dude, Cody Roseboro here calling. Um, hey, Cody, where are you just, calling from? I am calling from Laverkin. Laverkin, Utah. Utah. Oh my gosh, I don't even know southeast, west Utah. Wh- where are we talking? Uh, you know, it's it's kind of south. Uh, I believe yeah, Washington County. Oh. Um, okay, great. Well, what's going on? Hey, Cougar dude, I just want I just wanted to get your uh, kind of your take on this whole situation with Tanner Megan kind of losing the starting position. Yeah, I knew someone was going to call in and talk about that, and I I've I've been 
I've been with Tanner every step of the way, and this is a hard thing for me to think about. Um, and it's it's hard, especially given that this is his senior year, and he's looking to, you know, maybe go in the first round to an NFL team. And I don't know if this affects his ability to stay in the first round of the draft. Yeah, I mean, but he's not. I mean, he's not really a contender. I mean, um, d- don't you think he's better suited for sales, something like that? I don't know. I mean, well, we. Guy. I I know many Cougars have found success in sales or marketing after football, but Tanner Mangum, he's a specimen on the field, and I think um, he's going to go places. And to see this kind of setback, I don't know how I'm supposed to deal with it as the Coug dude. Well, I'm, I mean, he ever met the guy, or no. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but all I'm saying is that it, it's it's not a good look, is it? Um, like Tanner losing the starting spot. Yeah, and he's tr- and he's trying to get in get in the. I mean, this is what the third, fourth time this happened. This okay, I I've said before that Tanner has the potential to make it into the pantheon of Coug QB greats, and I think he still has that potential, Cody. Um, th- thank you so much. Hey, Cody, thanks so much for calling in. Um, I appreciate it. Yeah, and... I appreciate it. Yeah. I just, I mean, if, if, if Ty couldn't cut it in the NFL and he was a Heisman, I'm just, I'm just thinking about his future here. His I know Tanner Mangum has a bright future. I know Tanner Mangum is still our guy. I know Tanner Mangum can help us beat the rainbow warriors. I know Tanner Mangum knows that it's not his fault. That he lost to UW. I know Tanner Mangum knows that it wasn't his choice to lose the wagon wheel rivalry. I don't know Tanner Mangum, but I know Tanner Mangum is a winner. And I know... Thank you. Thank you, Cody, for calling in. All right. Thank you. Love the show. Go, Coop. Yep. Bye. All right, listeners, we're going to switch things up a bit, and we're going to go ahead and call out once again to top sports mind Adam to get his take on the last two games and how to make sense of everything that's been going on. Hey, Adam, Coog Dude here. What's going on? Watching college football. Yeah, I hear you. Um... It's been a long two weeks, and I'm just trying to make sense of things still. I hope it won't be a long three weeks after tonight's game against Hawaii. My first question, these last two losses, I just want to address them head on. How much do you think those losses were the Cougs' fault, and how much do you think those losses were the fault of the officiators? Why don't we start with UW? Um, Washington, I don't think BYU wins at all. But if the refs call it right, it's like a 21-17 loss. Much closer game. Yeah, we, we saw that it was... Just the Cougs couldn't figure out a way to ever get an upper hand in that game, and and it seems that the officiating was fair in that game against Washington. What do you think? The biggest issue was Washington to the line getting away with holding every play. We're talking two or three penalties every play. Wow. And had those penalties been called on Washington, do you think things would have ended up differently? I don't think BYU wins if they were called, but I think the score is like, as I said, 21-17, but still a loss. I yeah. don't think the rest really affected it too much. I've got to agree with you there. And where do we get the offensive firepower that we need to beat a great offensive team like Hawaii? A quarterback that can run Grimes' system. Mm. Mangum is not the type of quarterback he needs. I, I might have to agree with you there. I, I was with another caller earlier, and it's been super hard to let go of Tanner being in that starting role. But what do you think Zach Wilson's going to bring to the table? 
Um, I haven't heard whether it's confirmed he's starting tonight, but if he starts, he's got a lot better arm. He can make the throws Mangum can't, and he actually has wheels. Where if they rush him, he can get out of the pocket and take off for 10 yards. The chances of Zach Wilson dipping out on us and serving the Lord for two years, what do you think those are? Pretty good. I'm not really sure if he's thinking, but he's been wanting to go into this whole life, so I think it's pretty good. Yeah, and, and, and why don't we go back to that Utah State game. A loss in the wagon wheel rivalry for the second year in a row. I don't think that's happened since the 1960s. I'm I'm sitting here. I've always had respect for the Aggies, but still, it's a hard thing to see the Cougs lose. I saw that game getting out of hand immediately, and the Cougs were just never able to get an upper hand. Who do you blame for the loss? The refs, straight up on that one. Early in the game, the refs threw a few penalties at BYU. That affected the players mentally, and they gave up. Ah, uh, so it got in their psyche. Um, yes. I admit that I had to turn the television off because it was just so hard to see the Utah State Aggies, traditionally the little brothers to BYU and U of U, beaten up on us so hard. They're in the Mountain West Conference, and I would put the Aggies beating the Rainbow Warriors any day. What do you think we can expect from the Rainbow Warriors tonight? Well, Hawaii has not played anybody yet. The combined record of the teams they have played is 8-32. and 32. So They haven't played anybody, and one of those teams they beat has five wins. Mm. Or they got beat by. That's a good point. They, they've got a high-powered offense, even playing bad teams, and the Cougs, we know, they've been able to pull together a great defensive performance in so many of these games. Do you think they have the juice left in them to be able to stop the passing game that Hawaii has displayed so efficiently? Yes, they do. Hawaii has played five of the teams ranked beyond 120th in the country. Worst mm. 120th in the country in passing defense. BYU's in the 50s somewhere, so I think BYU does. Okay, I, I like that. You're, you're giving me some optimism, and you know, I'm, I think a win like this can, can you know, give us some positive momentum. But you know, I'm looking at that schedule. The only real teams that I see are a given are Northern Illinois, New Mexico State, and UMass. Northern Illinois, we know, can surprise other teams. You know, the New Mexico State Aggies, I'm going to just go ahead and discount them immediately. UMass, what can we expect from that UMass team? Well, UMass lost 14 starters from last year's team that beat BYU, including eight on offense. So they're uh, not the same team. So I think they'll put up a fight, but I do think BYU beats them this year. I, I like your thinking. And last game of the season, Utah Utes, they're gaining momentum. The Cougs aren't. What do the Cougs have to do in the upcoming weeks to be able to show up um, against the Utes with um, full force and, and full confidence? Not sure the whole offense played, but one saves and plays just for that game. And... Just try to get some young guys some experience where they can go in there and battle and just have a good game. I like that. Well, Adam, I, I got to thank you again for um, taking the call. And, you know, these last two weeks, they've been difficult for me as the Coog dude to observe. And I, I am optimistic. And, and I hope, you know, whatever Jeff Grimes and Kalani decide to do in this game, I, I hope things go well for them. Yeah, agreed. And I, I like you turning these state game off before halftime. I just couldn't take it. Yep, yep, same here, man. Well, Adam, um, best of luck in, in the upcoming weeks. Um, being a fan, it's it's hard work sometimes, and, and I hope things pay off for us in the coming weeks. All right, you take care. Yeah, you too. Yep, bye. Yep, bye. Well, listeners, I really like the way that last call ended. Um, it's given me some positive vibes going into this next game against Hawaii. We've got kickoff going on in just about an hour and a half, so I think we're going to wrap things up there, and um, we'll give you time to heat up the popcorn and do whatever you got to do to get ready for game night. I just want to say again, I'm the Coog Dude. Thanks again for listening, and go Cougs. Go Cougs.